0: If a pastor gives a message and no one remembers it or no one responds, did he actually preach a sermon? We're going to answer that question in just a moment. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Greetings, greetings, greetings. This is Mike Holmes here at the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. So glad to have you here today. I just ask a question about if a pastor gives a message out in the woods, okay, and no one remembers it or no one responds, did he really give a sermon? And of course, the answer is the word will not return void. It's a wonderful thing when we take the word of God and either print it or preach it or you know promote it in one way or another, that God is going to use that in some way. And it is a sad thing, though, that if we give messages and no one does remember what we've talked about or no one responds in any way. Now, I'm not saying we have to craft our messages just to get people to remember or to respond, but it is a great thing when people in their memory and in their hearts are changed by the things that we speak about one of the things in our sermons that we give as we kind of go through these nine fundamentals of preaching, one of those fundamentals is what we call the illustration. And it's kind of the the spicy part of the meal. We've talked about the the sermon as kind of being the the meal. The pastor kind of presents a meal there and he has the platter and he has the appetizers and you know those kind of things. One of the things that is kind of the spice of the meal or sort of the salt of the meal or in in a sense he could even be sort of one of the side dishes are the illustrations illustrations are so powerful that most of the sermons that you and I recall, we remember some of the illustrations from there. They're the rememberable thing, just like a uh, a meal. We go, wow, that was a very savory meal, or very tasty, or very spicy, or you know something along that line. We tend to remember those things. So I want to give you some rules here for uh, the idea of illustrations and how to do them. Then I'm going to give you a couple sample illustrations. But First I want to just cover a few things that I wrote down that have to do with like why illustrations are so powerful. One of the things I wrote down is that the illustrations are often a, like a change of pace in a sermon. You're preaching, you're giving verses, you're explaining, you're doing this, you're doing that and then suddenly there's a pace uh, change and you kind of begin to sort of tell a story you kind of break away from the scriptures. Now you're still supporting it, but you are actually kind of changing the, the rhythm. And people tend to lean into that. And that is a powerful, powerful thing. Another thing is that they're often kind of the the most meaningful thing or the part that resonates. They're kind of that, uh, um, you know, the, the thing that we grab hold of. And it's like, oh, yes, I remember that particular thing. Because stories are just kind of that way. We tend to relate to the person who is telling it. The last thing that I wrote down here about illustrations, why they're so powerful, is because they're often kind of that sort of the equal sign of a a message. They're sort of the conclusive part. They're the cha-ching, this is why we're here, you know, and they kind of tie it down. Jesus had many of those, you know, when he was telling a story and then, you know, whom was his neighbor, you know, that type of thing. It's like, cha-ching, this is the point of the whole deal. So illustrations have a great way of sort of pulling things down into a tighter focus. Now, let me give you a couple rules here, what we call the three rules for illustrations. And and if you've never been through any of our coaching or training, these are the kind of things that we will be training and working with you on. Uh, If you sign up for our preaching, uh, the the fundamentals of pastoral preaching, uh, coaching, we're gonna be going through your illustrations and helping you listening to some of your sermons and going through some of these things. Here are a few rules that you wanna though make for yourself when you're telling illustrations. Number one is make sure that you don't read illustrations okay make sure that you tell them. There's a difference here. And again, this is that pace that is different. Many times when we're speaking, we have a verse and we read it and we support it with, you know, five more verses and we read this and we read that. And it's all, we're just doing a lot of reading and a lot of information transfer. And suddenly we pull out and we start to tell a story. And this is where you don't want to read it. You want to make sure that you, you are telling that story. Jesus was excellent at this. He, he used parables and he used stories and, and people kind of, again leaned into it and never a man spoke like this i mean it was a powerful powerful thing so make sure your illustrations are ones that are are tellable and just read through it a couple of times and then just tell it don't you know you don't need every single detail if it's you know something from the past or history just do the best you can and tell the story the next one here is this idea that they are relevant and of course jesus used these too he didn't give uh, illustrations that had To do with astrophysics or the internet or this or that or all sorts of other things. He talked about grain and sheep and growing things. (laughs) Why is that? Because they were there, they were local and they were obvious. Every one of us can tell stories and, and give illustrations that are local and obvious. You, Wherever you live, there is history that is local. There are things that are obvious. You might tell a story about the stoplight down at Third Street, or you might talk about the train tracks that run through your town and something that happened historically there. You might go back, you know, a, a hundred years ago, what happened in your particular area. Those are things that are relevant. People tend to grab hold of those things. The last one, and this one I'll give you a couple demonstrations of we'll talk about, are sermons, illustrations that are relatable. Now, as the preacher, the pastor, the guy delivering the word of God, people are relating to you. Now, we're going to get the word of God from our heart to their heart. Remember, a message prepared from a heart will reach a heart. A message prepared from a head will reach a head. So we want to get them from our heart to their heart. So they're going to relate to you. So this is where illustrations come in that you make them relatable. There's something where you are talking to them specifically and making them, uh, you know, feel like they are connecting with the the word of God. This doesn't always mean that there's stories about yourself or your family or something that you did, but in some way or another, you are relating to them. We often use questions for this where we say, you know, have you ever, or do you remember when, or has there been a time when this happened? And as you do that people are like oh yes i remember that time and they start to think about it. you know have you ever been down to third street there and right at the bottom of third street there's a train track that goes by right down there there's something that happened years ago let me tell you about it okay and you tell the story of something that happened right there because you found that in history but you relate it to something you know have you ever been have you ever seen you know is this ever happened to you there are some ways that you can do this. And I want to give you a couple of, of illustrations. And I want to kind of t- tell, them, tell them, give you the, kind of the topic, and then I'll kind of do them poorly. And then I'll kind of go back through and do them uh, the right way. So, this first one, like, say you're wanting to uh, relate uh, to something, you're talking about pain. And, I, you know, sometimes there's little pains and big pains and some of those things. And that, that if you have a, a pain, it, it is, even though it's small, it might be something that uh, is still very, uh, very important to you. Okay. So, you're telling this story or you're uh, getting ready to re- relate to this and you're going to basically here's what you're going to violate you're going to kind of give too many illustrations you're going to say uh, have you ever like stepped on a cactus or got a splinter or stepped on a needle or had a paper cut or poked yourself with a needle you know it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, there's way too many of them the way you would want to do that is you would want to say, hey, let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever been like working on something and you had, you were folding some paper and you got like a paper cut? Have you had that happen? Yeah, just the other day I was working at the church here, folding up some stuff, getting some things done and something happened and I don't even remember what paper it was, but it got me right across the little finger, the tip of my little finger, got a paper cut. It was so painful. How many of you ever had a little tiny pain but it really bothered you in a big way? Yes. Today in this next verse or this next sermon or whatever, and you go on to explain how Jesus can help you with your little pains and your big pains, he can explain things for you. So, one of those uh, powerful powerful things there. But don't give like too many things, all right? Another one here is I'll say you want to give an illustration of kind of being sort of on dead center, sort of being stuck or not getting where you want to go, and uh, you would you're, you're thinking about talking about the snow. You know, that came and people got stuck in the snow. And you say, uh, "Hey, let me ask you a question: How many got stuck in the snow last winter?" Yeah, absolutely, we all did. It was a terrible thing. That big storm that came in January. Blah 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 blah, and you're you just go whoosh you right through it real fast but you don't do it, you do it too fast, you don't do it slow enough for them to relate to you. The way that you would tell an illustration like this is like, hey, how many remember the, you know, last January when they got that great big snow, we got like a foot of snow, you remember that? Oh man, that was something else. Let me ask you a question, okay? And this is for you people to drive, okay? How many of you during that storm, during, I think it was the third and fourth and fifth of January, right in there, how many of you during that storm at one time or another your vehicle was spinning its tires and you were not getting where you needed to go. Have you had that happen? Yeah. Let me say something. There are times when we want to move forward and we seem to be held back, but there's something that is hindering us. And today in this verse, at this in this scripture, we're going to talk about things that hinder you from going forward. You see how you've taken that illustration, you take it nice and slow, and you didn't go fast. Many times people come up, pastors come up with very relatable topics, but they don't give a chance for response. Now, this is not like, tell me how you got stuck, and tell me how you got stuck, and tell me how you got, you know, you don't have to take time for that. But you can do, show, it's not, you know, how many got stuck? yeah. Kind of nod your head like that. They start nodding. It's like, yes, we all got stuck there. It was a terrible time. But let me tell you how we can move forward. The Bible has an answer here in Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to give you this scripture. And you're going to see how we can move forward in our faith boom 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 and not be stuck anymore so you just kind of talk that way so uh, the first one is an illustration of kind of having like too many things and the other one was uh, the idea of going too fast now let me give you one here and this is sort of the idea of being like too broad okay and many times we do these relatable things but it's just like uh, way too broad I wrote this one down the concept here would be like um, Jesus cares and you're going to kind of be asking the question uh, you know have you ever uh, have you ever lost a loved one or stubbed your toe or been fired? Or how many of you have ever just been disappointed? (laughs) It's like, of course we've all been disappointed. You're not resonating with anyone if you say, have you ever been disappointed? You need to kind of break that down and say, you know, the other day I, I do a little work on the side, do a little landscaping. And I, I went, I got a, a, an email from the, the boss at the place there where I work. And they said, we need to come in and talk to you because we need to change, uh, we need to terminate your contract. I thought, what have I done? And I went in there, and sat down, and I, I felt like, did I do something wrong? And I asked them, they said, oh, no, no, it's totally a budget cut thing. We just have a new CEO and he's cutting all the outside contractors. And folks, man, it hurt. Because this is a part of my income, part of something that I did. It's something we prepare for every week. It's, I have equipment for it, and I'm suddenly I am disappointed, okay? But through my disappointment, and I don't know, maybe you have had a disappointment like that too. Maybe you had something that you had great expectation, and then it collapsed. Maybe you thought you were going to get you know, a job or a raise or something, and then it collapsed. You know what? Jesus cares, And I remembered the verse that says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. And even though I went through this disappointing financial thing, I know that God's in charge. You see, you can take an illustration like that, and you can really make it relatable to people. This is the great thing, and people remember, they grab hold of it, and they go, yes, this is what I what I love. So this is all in our course, the, the pastor and his preaching. We're going to go through these nine fundamentals. We'd love to have you uh, involved there. Folks, it would be a shame if you preach message after message after message, and nobody remembered, and nobody responded. How much better would it be? People's lives were changed and good things were going on. I was at a Bible study just the other day, and a lady said, I remember about three years ago, you preached on a, and she told me part of my message from like three years ago. It was like, oh, I'm so glad I took time to make good illustrations and to have good visuals and to make that message clear, because here was a lady that had been changed by that message several years ago, and you are the ones, pastor, that are changing people's lives. They're not going to get changed in the right way by television or the public school system or pop culture or, you know, their job or whatever i mean all of those things we kind of live with but it is the bible and the word of god that is going to change people's lives and we need to make sure that people are, are grabbing hold of it and do everything we can so they remember it, so they so they respond to it, so they grow from it. And you are then discipling. And that is one of the coolest things in the world is to be able to disciple people for the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are interested in this, we'd love to have you sign up. Just go to reachkeep.com uh, slash preaching, the word preaching. And uh, we'll be we'll stay in touch with you and we'll let you know a little bit about what our uh, classes are and the training and how this kind of works. It's a one-on-one and some group coaching uh, stuff that we spend a lot of time with you, helping you develop your preaching and being the best at what you need to be really good at. So let's make sure that people are remembering, let's make sure make sure that people are responding, and let's do our very best to be what we need to be uh, in that regard. So uh, join us for the pastor and his preaching. If... Big F, this has been helpful for you. If this has been helpful for you, give us a thumbs up. here. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Google or Apple Podcasts, and uh, make sure that then you share this with somebody else. We appreciate that very much. So thanks for being with us here today. This is Mike Holmes at the Better Sundays Podcast at reachkeep.com.